I had a very strange childhood. Had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. We had Dr. Washam on a previous episode to talk about her experience and expertise as an internal medicine clinical pharmacist who is passionate about functional medicine. But this passion really stemmed for her own challenges with autoimmunity. We're going to dive into that today. This is the story of overcoming Hashimoto's with Dr. Kirsty Washam. Dr. Washam, good to see you again. Hi. So, you know, last time we talked about being a holistic pharmacist, we talked about how you got started in it, what that means. But I want to get to really the core piece, which is often the experience that led you to some epiphanies, some realizations. And for you, that was dealing with a health challenge in autoimmunity. When did you start to realize that you were suffering from a health challenge? Looking back, knowing what I know now, I can see little hints of what was to come starting probably in my early 20s. It wasn't until my mid-20s, really, when things kind of fell off, um, the wheels started flying off. So during my last year of pharmacy school is when I started having just a ton of symptoms that I couldn't explain. Um, I went to my doctor and he told me I was just stressed and started me on a ton of medications, which I gladly took because I was getting ready to be a pharmacist. And that's just what we did. But then those medications weren't making me better. So eventually, I know my labs were all normal. You know, so I'm thinking, well, maybe I am. Maybe this is all in my head, which is kind of the plight of a lot of autoimmune patients, right? They're told yep. that they're distressed, that it's all in their head, that they're overly concerned with their health, and that there's nothing really wrong. Um, so finally, eventually, I see a picture of myself, and I notice an enlargement in my thyroid. And so I get connected to a physician who finally runs a comprehensive thyroid panel. So, you know, all your antibodies, everything. And I find out I have Hashimoto's and that yeah. I truly wasn't going crazy. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't getting older. Someone actually told me that, that I was oh, just yeah. part of getting older. This is and part I, of it? Just oh. part of getting older. And I think I was 28. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so that's when really just kind of my eyes were open to, I can't take a pill to fix this Hashimoto's, right? Like even thyroid hormone doesn't fix Hashimoto's because it's an autoimmune condition. It's not going to fix the immune response. And I realized I needed to start digging in and figuring things out from the root cause. And that led me down this whole path of nutrition and supplements and stress relief and just really changed kind of my whole trajectory. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the the kind of classic tale, I think, of patients. You go down two roads, really. The one road is you just go to a doctor, they tell you something like it's in your head or here, take this pill and you stay that way and you continue and struggle and continue to struggle and just keep taking more and more pills till, like you said on the last episode, 38 deep, right? Prescription pills. Yeah, 38 deep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or you start to be your own investigator. You start to be your own advocate and you start to study things. Now you said it was a long journey. Can you go through that a little bit? Like, where did it start? Did it start with nutrition? Did it start with understanding medication a little bit better through your pharmaceutical like uh, experience? What was the kind of starting point of, you know, the journey? The starting point of my journey was actually an elimination diet. So 
I had read enough and learned enough to realize, okay, uh, maybe what I'm eating is contributing to this. It's not going to hurt anything for me to to cut some foods out. And let me just say, like, I was not eating a centered American diet at this point. Like I was eating what I thought was a healthy diet. Okay. But so I cut out gluten and dairy and soy and alcohol, sugar, um, I think all grains, legumes, my thyroid antibodies, which were never super elevated. I don't remember the exact number, but let's say less than a hundred. My antibodies decreased by 50% in a month after cutting out those foods to the point that if I have labs drawn today, I wouldn't technically have Hashimoto's. So you're a big advocate then because that was a yeah. food as medicine, right? If someone had told me that, that yeah. that was possible, I would have called them probably a liar at that <laughs> point in my career. I mean, I would have because I've been like, there's no way that you did this without medication. But I did it, but I did. Yeah, that was a huge change for you, I guess, and, and a huge improvement. Were there other things as well? Were you like looking at supplementation, mindset, other lifestyle changes? Yes. So supplementation kind of followed after that, realizing that. So at that point in time, I was still taking birth control, I believe, at that point. Um, And so I realized like, oh, there's this whole really well-studied issue with drug-induced nutrient depletions. Like there's tons of evidence around this. So let me start there. Let me start taking some methylated B vitamins. Let me start taking some magnesium, see, see how this goes. I'm like, okay, well, this is, this is going better. And that kind of opened the door. I think once you see, once you see food and once you see supplements, then the next natural step for me was, was mindset, but that came a little bit later realizing that, oh, okay. What I think here affects the rest of my body. What about emotions? You know, a lot of people, I think that struggle with any health issues really have some trap traumas and emotions there, but often, you know, disregard it because those are separate. You know, my body's feeling like this, not my mind sometimes. But did you address those at all? Did you like find any emotional things that helped you through this journey? I did. So I'm a big fan of yoga. Mm. I like tapping. Um, all these things that, you know, just seemed very I say woo-woo. This seemed very, very woo-woo to me as a, as a pharmacist, right? Who's right. like used to giving people medications for illnesses. But they were really effective. And then I found later like, oh, there's evidence because everyone in healthcare always wants evidence for everything. Right. But there's evidence to support these types of interventions and addressing trauma. I mean, we can look back. Now there's providers addressing like childhood trauma because we know now that that contributes to chronic illness. Like it's a yeah. huge piece of the puzzle that's not being addressed. Do you think there's a way, in your opinion, of combining the medication part of managing Hashimoto's autoimmune disorders with a more holistic one that you would say is the optimal way of going about autoimmunity? I think putting out the fire, so to speak, which is like the inflammatory immune response, yep. that can pretty much only be done with nutrition and supplementation. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you have Hashimoto's and you have a large nodule and you've had to have half or whole of all of your thyroid taken out, well, you're probably going to need, yeah. you know, a prescription thyroid medication. Some people do it with with glandulars, but the majority of people do it, you know, with prescription medication. So yeah, I think the two go together. I mean, it's hormone supplementation, and even that is something that's embraced, you know, in the holistic space. So. 
I think those two marry, they marry well. You came to the realization of this, of course, after running a panel and, and realizing that you had this condition. Are there certain panels tests that you recommend everyone do on a regular basis, even if you're feeling okay, you know, and, and don't have many symptoms? Mm -hmm. Ideally, you would catch this right before it even gets started. So keeping a close eye on, this is controversial now, I feel like vitamin D, keeping a close eye on not just TSH, but you know, your free T3, free T4, thyroid antibodies, so thyroid peroxidase, thyroid globulin antibodies, ferritin, just a good annual checkup by your doctor with a CBC can even see a lot of high sensitivity like CRP, all your inflammatory biomarkers. Those are excellent things to check because we know that inflammation drives autoimmunity. And those are tests that are even embraced by more conventional practitioners. They may not address them, but there are labs that they will order for patients most of the time. And in that idea or the knowledge that inflammation drives autoimmunity, autoimmunity is, is obviously on the rise these days. What are then the, in your estimation, what are the contributing factor, those root causes that is driving inflammation? I mean, I know there's a lot, but do we have like, do you have certain ones that you really look for to say we need to remove this, whether that's diet with certain things or some toxins that are entering the body? All the above. All, All the above. <laughs> All the above. Yeah. Gluten is probably, which is contaminated with glyphosate. Like mm -hmm. it's a huge one for the majority of people with autoimmunity cutting out gluten and dairy are big. Do you think that's the problem with gluten, the glyphosate? Because a lot of people, listen, celiac disease wasn't such a huge issue, you know, 50 or 100 years ago. And a lot of people ate things with gluten in it. I mean, I don't know. There's, you know, there's some studies that have some different information. But yeah, I do. I don't think that it's doing us any favors, right? The glyphosate, right. it's actually, it's in everything. And everything. it's literally punching holes in our guts. Um, and it's unavoidable. Like even if you eat an organic diet, like you are still getting exposure to glyphosate. So that's kind of a, a battle that you can choose to fight or not. Um, toxins, we were talking earlier about water, fluoride and water, not a fan, not a fan. <laughs> I think there are other options like toothpaste with hydroxyapatite, you know, uh, mercury, Heavy metal exposures are another big one for people, especially people who have um, mercury-like fillings. Yep. Mercury is also in a lot of vaccines. <laughs> so there's exposure there. All of our endocrine-disrupting toxins and receipt paper, like it's literally, you and I were just talking about that. It's everywhere. Like you are surrounded. It feels like you're fighting a battle that you can't see. But yeah, plastic bottles, receipts tons of toxins and just being intentional and being aware of this. It's not that you're fearful yeah. because that's, I feel like people fall into this trap of fear and that's not healthy for us either, but just awareness that there are these things that are out there that can, if you have a predisposition to autoimmunity can impact you greatly. And if you don't, you know, if you can start before you get sick, even better. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like with autoimmunity and Hashimoto's, addressing the inflammatory causes is a big deal, but you can't right. get away from the inflammatory causes always, right? Like you yeah. said, glyphosate's everywhere, right? Toxins are in the air right now and everything. Every house has VOCs, other things going out. And so what do we do, right? We don't freak out. We don't panic. We don't get fearful because that won't help with our immune system and cause more inflammation, actually. So what what are your recommendations? Are you big on like detoxes, fasting, uh, saunas? What, what do you recommend? I'm big on 
movement. I think for the majority of people, just moving your body instead of being stagnant, sitting in a chair in office all day, that's great. I'm big on filtering water, like things that we can do that are not expensive, right? Because once you start getting into this, like it starts opening up this whole world. You think you have to buy all these things, okay? (laughs) But a water filter, a sauna is a fantastic investment. I love Mm -hmm. my sauna. I just got out of it this morning before we we started talking. Um, That's something that I really make sure... Because you can buy a really good sauna. Can we mention this? Yeah. 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 It has a red light in it and it's like a double whammy. It's the best thing ever. You and I have. Which the same one are one. you? It's the thyroid. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Dr. Besna yeah. is a good friend. Yeah. I love it. Love it. I mean, I recommend any, but I love that one too. But yeah, sauna, movement, meditation, and just choosing the big thing what you eat because we're eating multiple times a day. Most people who are we're adults, right? So we <laughs> choose our food. We go grocery shopping for ourselves. We make our meals. Um, that's big. That's three. That's three times a day, if not more, that you're putting something inside your body that can impact your health. And it takes less time to prepare a meal than it does to go get something. Like I don't. I don't buy that excuse. No, no, no. It's a conscious effort and it's priority to me, right? Like I talk to my friends a lot about these things and they're just like, well, that seems like a lot, right? I'm like, well, you you, you know, your Sundays are spent all day watching football. So it's like, <laughs> you know, you could take an hour out of that to prep a meal, let's say for the week and, and do that instead of eating something pre-prepared with lots of processed junk in it and lots of toxins and everything else. So do you feel that part of the issue is, and and I was actually going to like do a big post on this, is like, we don't care about our health. We just, it's not a priority to us. It's almost like, yeah, I know I'll get sick and I'll just deal with it. Instead of being like, I want to put in the time and effort to be the healthiest and happiest I can be. It just seems even when you educate people, sometimes they're like, eh, it seems like a lot. I'm okay with being sick until they are. And then they're like, whoa, this is really bad. I don't like being sick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been taught that we can outsource our health to other people, that we're not in control of it. I think it's the message that we're getting. We've been getting that message very strongly for the last two years, right? That things that we can purchase or things that we can go get that will make us better when really it needs to be something that starts within us. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, making time, like you have to be, you cannot do everything. Like that's a lie, right? We can't, you can't do it all. So we don't, we all have a limited amount of time. So you just have to be intentional about what you want to spend your life on. And what does that look like? Don't you find it wild that over the last two plus years, not a single thing was mentioned on improving our health? Like not a single, like I I didn't see a single like you know commercial out there that was like hey guys like you know let's exercise a little bit let's eat a little cleaner now let's it was only like take the damn jab and shut up <laughs> and that's all and sit home and wear that damn mask and it was just like beat into you and I was like one just one commercial I'd love to see of like you know let's let's do something healthy. No, it doesn't exist. And so I think that's really where people get lost is that they think that they think that the things that they can buy because, well, I think like fast food or, you know, bottled water, whatever. Well, because I can buy that, it must be safe for me. But is that so? Obviously not. You you posted something (laughs) recently. Yeah, obviously not. You posted something recently that we were chatting about with like the labeling now on the front (laughs) of ridiculous we do not need okay we do not need more food labeling we need less 
more foods with less labels. Like that's what we need. Yeah. And less ingredients and just moving it like three inches from the side to the front does nothing to educate people even about what's in it. That's my big beef is like, you want to empower consumers, let them know what the hell is blue number two. Like you see that you're like, it must be good because it's FDA approved and they would stop it. But it's like, that's linked to a whole plethora of health issues. So why are we allowed? Like the food label doesn't matter in a sense if we don't know what it really is or what it does. We don't know. We have no clue with most of these ingredients and tens of thousands of them, what they're really doing to our body. But I would say we kind of know because we're getting sicker and sicker and we keep eating it and getting sicker. So it's like, I'm not going to say there's a direct correlation, but I'm going to say there's something there. We need <laughs> there's, to a, there's an association, right? Like, yes, association. Yes. We can, we can say there's, and there's an association. Yeah. It's really sad, though, because I feel like health literacy for most people is very low. Yes. And I would argue that even though I practice in the South where there's a majority of people are obese, they're, they have hypertension, they have diabetes. Mm-hmm. I would say that people are genuinely trying, I think, to the best of their ability to do what they think is right, to do what their physicians are telling them they need to do. But that's eating, you know, low fat, fat free dressing that's laden with sugar. That's getting Subway. They think they're doing better by getting a Subway sandwich instead of the McDonald's Big Mac. Yeah. Like that's how confused we are about our health. And then what really kind of, pisses me off as you get on social media. There's all these people arguing about carnivore, keto, paleo, (laughs) vegan. And these people are getting so many mixed messages. Like if you're at the point where you're like splitting hairs about like what type of steak is best? Like, I don't think you need to be in this discussion. Like the the majority of people are literally just trying to figure out that eating a steak is better for them than eating I don't know, potato chips. Right. That's seriously where they're at. Yeah. Like they're just at the point where they're just trying to figure out like, oh, if I drink tap water, like we were talking about, if I drink Mm -hmm. tap water, that's better for me than drinking my diet soda. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So much of what I see on social media are these like almost uh, advanced motions of things and and kind of, you know, things we, we don't really need to address. The fundamentals need to be addressed. We need to start small and make little wins of replacing a soda with some good, clean, filtered water. You yeah. know, we need to replace all the processed box foods, which is something natural that doesn't have an ingredient. It is the ingredient and start to cook even just a little bit. It doesn't have to be a fabulous meal. It doesn't have to be with the highest quality geese and this and that and everything. Like, yeah, I like to go there, but I, I, I took a journey myself to get there in a sense. And if yes. you ask someone to do all of that at once, that's overwhelming and they won't do it. They Not going to get done. And, right. no. and, so the, and they're going to stay sick because the message is that if you're not doing all these things, you're doing them wrong. So no. why even try? Yeah. Yeah. And that's not the thing. We you, you can't be, you know, placing that type of almost failure on people who are trying. No. And I do think it's it's the the smart way to do it is just step by step. Get outside, go for a walk. You don't need to go like buy the gym membership and do like some advanced no. trainings and you know, no. all the high intensity training you see out there with all these people <laughs> talking. It's like that's great for someone in your state, but not for someone and the majority of people who are not in a state that haven't been to a gym in years and are obese. Exactly. I know I think about too, 
the patients that I've had, you talk about autoimmunity, like when people feel bad, when people truly feel bad, think about the energy expenditure just to cook a healthy meal. Sure. Right. Just to go to the grocery store. Like this is huge for people, right? Just trying to take a walk up and down their driveway. So we need to reward while it's great to be where we are, right? It's great to be at this point. You have to re- see where people are at. Yeah. And celebrate small wins. And celebrate the small wins. Yeah. Celebrate those. Like my coworker who bought the water filter and instead, you know, bringing a two, this is a true story. Instead of bringing a two liter of Diet Coke to work with her a day, she started bringing like a big container of bottled water that she filtered at home. That's a big win. That's a huge win. <laughs> That's a huge win. That's a win. huge yeah. win. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So just small, small little things for people. Um, and it really is impactful. You know, we think, you know, we're talking about this, that it seems almost like we're paranoid, right? Like you, we were talking about the ice. Like if I go to a restaurant, I'm getting filtered water. And no, you're not putting ice in it because the right. ice is going to contaminate. I don't <laughs> like ice anyways, but the ice is going to contaminate my water. Yeah. But most people are not are not there. Most people would think like, oh my gosh, look at these weirdos. Like that's so crazy. But, <laughs> but eventually you you reach the point of awareness, but it's a journey. It's a process. I didn't get here overnight. Like I got sick. I got sick in 2014 is kind of when it started. So, I mean, this has been eight years right? An eight-year journey. And I'm still every single day learning something new and changing my mind about stuff. And that's the other thing too, I think that in this space we have to be aware of is that it's okay to to change your mind about things. Oh, it's it's part of life. But the basics are the same. The basics stay right. the same, but we're just constantly kind of finessing as we go. Yeah. Medicine wants to give you quick fixes a lot. I know that and people are seeking that, but they don't realize this has taken years to, you know, start the problem almost even and where you are right now could take some time, but that journey is going to impact you in a positive for the rest of your life if you take the steps to address it. Yes. I mean, it likely started, you know, from childhood, like things kind of accumulate as we go along. Yeah. But think about what a beautiful thing that would be. For you to like, for someone to change their life and in turn their family's future, like for their kids to not grow up with health problems because the parents took responsibility and took ownership. Like that's where we have to think is about future generations. Like if we're, if we are fighting, if we're fighting for our health now, that's better for them. Yep. Fighting for our health and for our, our own autonomy. <laughs> it really is. And it's, it's a, uh a battle worth fighting for, right? Because it is about the future and everything. Now, bringing it back to Hashimoto's, what would be your advice for someone if they are suffering right now from Hashimoto's and don't know what that first step should be because, you know, it's overwhelming to hear, oh my God, all these changes and everything. What would be your advice? Stop eating junk. Start there, right? Start with the diet. Start with your diet. I always go back to diet just because that is something we do Again, multiple times a day, you're eating, you're eating breakfast, you're eating lunch, you're eating dinner, you're eating snacks. So being intentional about what you put into your body, that was the biggest game changer, I think, for me. And I've even challenged people that I work with, like, cut out gluten for seven days a week, seven days, and come back and let me know how you feel. I've not had anyone come back and tell me that they don't feel better. 
Like it's, it seems small, but it's huge. Yeah. So yeah, with autoimmunity, I think that diet is key because it's easy again, like we were talking about to get concerned about the toxins and get concerned about, you know, the chronic infections that a lot of times go along with autoimmunity, but those are, that's deeper stuff. Yeah. Like surf, surface level is just control what you're putting into your body. Yeah. And celebrate those big and wins, celebrate right? Them. Yeah, celebrate those small them. wins. Because it, it is true. Like after a week, if you feel better, that is a win. Celebrate that and run with it, right? And, and it doesn't and keep mean going. that you're perfect. I mean, a lot of no. people are not like, I avoid gluten like the plague. <laughs> I do. Um, like I have not intentionally had gluten in eight years. Oh, wow. Not intentionally. Yet. That's a big win. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big, but I'm also very over the top about stuff. Uh, but for most people, they may have an occasional exposure and not being fearful of that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. Like if for someone, if they want to celebrate, you know, it's a piece of cake. Okay. Fun. Absolutely. And understand that even the healing journey is never a linear one where you just go straight better, no. better, better. You're going to have fallbacks and you're going right. to have bad days for sure. Let's talk about that. So yeah. I often say this too. Look at the people, you can look at the people online or people that you know who subscribe to like the lifestyle that we do. Okay. Even if I do everything perfectly, my health is still not perfect. No. Right? No one is. No one's perfect. No. Like, even if I do everything perfectly, my health still will not be perfect. And so, not letting that kind of paranoia sink in about, I I have to do everything perfectly. If I do everything perfectly, then I'm going to be healed. That's not how this works. It's not. It's funny because, you, you know, I see patients all the time here that are getting better and better and they get to the end of treatment. They're, you know, feeling good, but they're like, there's that one thing. I woke up with a little less energy today. Could you address? It's like, I do that all the time. I'm healthy. Like, you're not going to be perfect again or feel how you did when you were 18 or something. That's no. that's natural to have some days where you have a little bit of a setback or you don't have as much energy throughout the day. Like, these are not then unhealthy things. You just can't look at others because if I did that, I could look at some people who I know who are morbidly obese, who drink sodas all day. It's hard for me to say soda because in the South, we say Cokes. Um, Okay. (laughs) okay, That's just the term. So who drink Cokes all day long and eat fast food and never exercise. And there's nothing wrong with them. (laughs) Like they're perfectly healthy. I mean, granted, they're probably taking they're probably a ticking time bomb. <laughs> right. But right. you know, but you just can't, yeah, you can't watch other people's journeys because if you did that, how frustrated are you gonna be? You're gonna think either, oh my gosh, like they do everything perfectly. They don't eat gluten or dairy or soy and they filter everything. And number one, that's a lie. I don't know a single influencer. I know a lot of them personally have seen them who are doing everything perfectly. So for everyone out there, like don't don't fall into that trap like don't buy the hype there, I don't no. buy the hype so no. a lot of them have breast implants a lot of them have botox i'm not saying these things are bad but i'm saying like you're seeing something that may not be reflective of truly what is happening like it's not real um and at the same time don't compare yourself you know to your overweight and morbidly obese no. neighbor who, who seems to like have infinite energy yet they do nothing right so to speak yeah Embrace your own personal journey, right? Celebrate those really, really small wins. Be happy that you're improving, right? And don't have a perfectionist mentality or state about health. 
That's not, yeah, that's, that's not that's, healthy itself. No, that's why people ask me, you know, what should I do? Like, what did you do? I'm like, what works for me, the framework will probably be helpful to you. Like the framework of what we're talking about. So filtering your water, not eating gluten, those things will probably be a helpful tool for you, a place to start, but you've got to figure out for yourself what your triggers are, because they're probably, they may be different from mine. Maybe somebody has more childhood trauma that they need to address and that's contributing to their autoimmunity. Whereas mine was, you know, toxin exposure or stress. Absolutely. It's it's a beautiful thing that, you know, to stop looking at others and start looking within for healing because I, I was never told, I never learned, I never heard once anybody tell me in pharmacy school that people could heal. Mm. Or that they could heal themselves without medication. Yeah. It was such a foreign concept. And it's such a beautiful thing when people realize that, huh, like I wasn't born sick. I can start fixing this. Absolutely. And that's so empowering. That's the message we have to really, really put forth. Even don't pay attention to the the individual stories out there, but believe in your healing powers because you're doing it every single second, whether you know it or not, your body's doing miraculous things. But how scary it is, but how scary also is that to people Responsibility. the responsibility is now on you. Everything, everything you need is inside you. You just have to, it's all there. And that is scary, but empowering. (laughs) It's like, once you get past the scariness of it and actually start to apply it, you see how empowering it is and how much power you have within you to change, to become better, healthier, happier. And, and that is the amazing part of it. Move past the fear and scariness of it all and embrace it. Right. Which for a pharmacist to tell you that, right. Because I'm (laughs) I'm supposed to be saying you need to take this medicine. But instead, I'm telling you, like you are your medicine. It's powerful for people, and yeah. it takes it takes them some time, you know. <laughs> well, thank you for being that unique form of pharmacist that is doing <laughs> that because that is what we need more of in this world. And yes, where can people learn more about you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the Fed Up Pharmacist. Go check that out, and thank you so much. This was really a great conversation, Doctor Walsham, and uh, let's let's do it again soon. I'd, I'd love to bring you back and keep this up. Yeah, for sure, appreciate it. You know, Hashimoto's can be a difficult autoimmune condition; it impacts many. But Kirsty showed us you can overcome and thrive. Be sure to check her out on Instagram. That's the Fed Up Pharmacist. Use her story as inspiration, but not a roadmap back to health. And when you're dealing with any medical challenge, understand you can regain health. Empower yourself with the stories of Kirstie and her advice. Until next time, continue writing your own healing story.